Hello, everyone. The eighth edition of the I Hate Green Beans Summer Book List is ready and here for you. All you have to do is look down in the show notes and click the link, and you'll be whisked away to titles upon titles upon titles, categorized in specific genres. We've got fiction, nonfiction, memoirs, romance, thriller, mystery, YA, faith-based, and even the classics. And this year, for the first time, I added a new category for those of you who like new releases. There's an entire list of notable books from 2022 so far, so from January to June. My friend Paula, an avid book reader and lover of all books, walks us through some of her top favorites over the years. She has many useful tips, including book podcasts and how becoming a member of your local library is an absolute must. But more importantly, the link in the show notes gives you access to the epic list. I hope you devour it as we did. Here's to finding new favorite characters and authors to fall in love with. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 268 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with my friend Paula in her inaugural debut on the podcast. It's only taking me how many years to have you on. Are you super excited, Paula? I am super excited and nervous. Don't be nervous. Why are you nervous? Because my voice shouldn't be recorded. I always get in trouble with things I say. But this is such a fun topic. There's no it, way you can say anything bad with books. It is my very favorite topic to talk about. <laughs> That's why you were chosen. Paula, how many books do you read a year? I actually have a tally on that because I have a contest with my youngest son and his wife. In 2021, I read 90 books. Oh, okay. So- as of today, the 13th of June, I am um, trending lower than that. I'm at 38 right now for What's this year. happening? Gosh, are you planning? I don't really do anything else except read books and bake cookies. <laughs> and scones. And scones. That's I bake and I read, but I paid my dues. Oh, you have paid your dues. And I'm very glad that you're on the podcast because we were talking before we started. My list is is pretty pathetic for this year. It's all about dementia and, and grieving. So I'm not Mm. sure anybody wants to read, read my books about finding grace in the face of dementia. Although it was a great book, it helped me through, but I think you're, I'm going to, I'm going to lean heavily on your input for this episode. Well, I've read some of those too in the last couple of years and they definitely have our a place, but um, they're not as fun to talk about. They are not. Okay, Paula, when did we meet? I was trying to think of that this morning, and it's very odd because it feels like you've always been in my life, but you haven't. It was one of those things where everybody said, you should meet Paula. You yes. should meet Paula. And I just always felt like I had met Paula and I knew Paula, but when was that? A dare kitchen was the first time we had lunch. I do remember that. Was- what was it? Adair Kitchen, right? Yes, but we met before that. We went, met when Rennell and I had a women's ministry tea party at my house. And she said, oh, 
Lindsay has to come. She's your new best friend. Yes. And so the first time we met was over tea and scones at my house. Yes, I do remember that. Do you want to know something that stuck with me? Is And I told my mother, and she was so embarrassed that I didn't already know this. I said, Mom, whenever something new came to the table, she just took that plate away and there was another plate under it. <laughs> that you serve things on and mother went yes that's how you I said I've never I've never known that it was the coolest thing to me that that plate was picked up and then something was served on the plate underneath it well I am not the queen of etiquette but and I'm in my real life I'm almost never fancy <laughs> which is funny why it's fun to have a tea party once in a while and be fancy so. and your lavender scones will go down in the history of one of my favorite things ever True. Well, everybody's got to be famous for something. Yes. <laughs> and the butter that you put in the tiny little thingy right beside the lavender scone was good too. Was that just normal butter? Or did you turn that yourself? I milked the cow, um, <laughs> planted the special grass and yeah, all that. <sighs> also, I'm not always super truthful. <laughs> okay. Let's talk books. You have a list for me of all sorts of things, favorites. Again, I usually participate in these, but this year I just couldn't. The only thing that I have read, and I don't know if you've read it yet, is Book Lovers by Emily Henry, only because a lot of people told me to read it. They said it would be right up my alley, and I did enjoy it. She's kind of new, right? She's come out in the last couple of years with... I think Beach Read and People You Meet on Vacation, I think is her too. And then Book Lovers. I thought it, she it, is it's kind very, of yeah, it's very not deep at all. Very, very surfacey love story. Um, I liked it. Have you read that one yet? I have not. I read um, Beach Read and People You Meet on Vacation. And they're not, neither one of them were life changing to me. They weren't. Um, they just kind of weren't my favorites. I'll probably get around to reading Book Lovers, but it's not on my hurry up and get there list. Okay. What is on your hurry up and get there list? Well, first I want to say one thing. Get this out of the road, out of the way before somebody argues with this. Okay. Audio books count as reading. I agree. Okay. A lot of people will fight you on this, and I just think that's foolish. <laughs> um if, if you, I mean, there are a lot of different reasons people prefer to listen. Sometimes it's a time situation and exactly. they, um, you know, don't have time, but they're in the car all the time. Or, or my husband and I listen to books together because we both want to listen to the book and want to discuss it. And it's hard to pace yourself to read together, you know, or some people just are slow, slow readers. I'm not a very fast reader, but, or some people have reading obstacles. So audiobooks 100% count. I don't think you have to say, I listened to it. Just, you read the book. You, you've got uh -huh. the book. So I want to establish that. Okay. So I want to and I would like to say that I, I listened to all the Harry Potter series in the last year or two, which I thought was phenomenal. But I did that. I'm, I was driving back and forth to see Daddy four hours there, four hours back. Yes. So I just needed something mindless and I guess YA a little bit and, it was great. So I did listen to those. I'd read them, of course, a long time ago, but I did listen to those. And phenomenal if you haven't listened to Harry Potter. So I agree. I think listening to the book is the exact same thing. Listening is a great way to, to re-experience if you want to go back mm -hmm. to something. And sometimes rereading it just feels 
too familiar. Mm. I listen because I despise exercise. <laughs> and if I can listen to a really pretty good book, I will walk a little farther. I will, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, um, <laughs> let me and, ask, or, and I, let me ask I also despise laundry and cleaning up the kitchen. So I do those kind of things. <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you like it? If it is, if it's a biography, do you want the person reading their own biography? It depends a little bit. Okay. Um, the people who care a lot about audiobooks are super picky about narrators, and yeah. I'm not that picky. I have some ones I like, and once or twice I've I've turned off a book because I really didn't like the mm -hmm. narrator. Mm -hmm. um, I really weirdly don't want a female to read me a book that was written by a male because yeah. it's just weird. And that happens sometimes yeah. or the other way around. I, I need to believe the voice. Right. But so I think it's kind of more the skill. Yeah. Than, yeah. You know, that was a fight I had with my publishers that they, they had me, they sent me one day links to listen to narrators, to see who I mm -hmm. liked to narrate my own book. Oh and yeah. Like, well, I, mm, I, why can't I narrate it? And, and sometimes people, don't sound great. I get that. But I, I fought for it hard. There's sometimes you have to slide into that East Texas accent. And some people That's right. do that when you're talking about mama and, you know, and, and I know the pause and the cadence that I wanted while reading and the sarcasm that can come across. And but so, you have a good speaking voice and you're a good, you're, you're a good narrator. I mean, some mm -hmm. people who write books, write books because they can't possibly stand up and talk to people. That's true. You know? And so some people would have a whole lot harder time with that. Yeah. So I, I like listening to you read your book, mm -hmm. but you. not everybody. Yeah. Okay. Start your list. Tell me what you've got. Okay. I read a lot of different things. Let me say first, Love it. um, I, I, unpopular opinion. I like short stories and essays. Mm. Um, because sometimes you just don't have much in you and you can read one a day and, and you're still reading. I, I literally do not go a 24 hour period without reading. Something. Wow. That's I read. Incredible. Is that a wow? That is. That's incredible. Are you reading on a Kindle? Are you reading on a real book? Are you, what are you doing? All of it? Yes, all of that. Okay. Um, I read digitally a lot. I used to vastly prefer paper books. Um, I feel like once I, I feel like I had to read three or four books in a row on Kindle before I really got the hang of Kindle. And now I, I hate to admit it. I almost prefer it because it's not heavy mm -hmm. and I can read with the light off if my husband's asleep mm -hmm. and it's in my little teeny tiny purse. It still slides in there. And um, also because you can get a new book in mm -hmm. 10 seconds. If you finish one, you don't have to go to the library to pick up your book when it's in, you just push the little button. I mean, Kindle's very convenient. Also when I read paper books, I'm always tapping on words I don't know, and they won't give me the definition. <laughs> so that, that is a real thing. So, <laughs> I love paper books. And if I borrow a book from the library or read it digitally or listen to it, and I really, really love it, I will sometimes still buy it in print because I do love to own books. Yes. But I read so many books a year, I can't afford can't. to buy that many. Yeah. And where and, are you going to put them? Where are they yeah, going to put them? 
And since COVID, um, I have been way more committed to my library, both for paper books and ebooks. Okay. So, and audio. Okay. But I do all those things. Um, I read short stories. I read some nonfiction. I read some Christian um, living kind of books. I where I get I read the Bible. That doesn't. I mean, it counts in the world, but I'm not counting it in my totals. Um, uh, I, I read a lot of different kind of things, but I mostly read fiction. Okay. And I mostly read what's called literary fiction. Sort of. It's not really highbrow. It's just. Uh, a little less throw it in your beach bag. You know, I do read some of that kind of stuff, but I mostly read what I think of as better fiction. I got it. Okay. I, I love murder. Oh, okay. I love murder. I love suspense. I do not like horror. And here's the thing people hate me for. I really, really don't like fantasy. Oh, Yeah. That might be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem for a lot of people, but it's okay. <laughs> are, I you read in a book, are you in a book club right now? I'm not right now. I've had, I'm, well, I'm in a group called Not a Book Club with uh, three Houston friends that we read the same books and we talk about it on Zoom. And, uh, but we're not a book club. You're not a book club. Term. But that's been really good for me because they'll tell one of them, they're kind of smarter than me and they'll recommend books I might have overlooked. I had a neighborhood book club that I, I just moved about a year ago out of state. And so I tried to start a neighborhood book club here and um, gathered up a bunch of some people who said they wanted to be in a book club. It turns out a lot of people who want to be in a book club want to be readers. They don't actually read. You know, they just wish they did. So they joined a book club. So I think I got your approval to say this inappropriate comment. My uh, we at our first meeting, we talked about what do you like to read and what's a deal breaker for you? What will you not read? Everybody told their things. And I said, you know, I like to read a lot of stuff. So I just said I read nonfiction, fiction, you know, Christian living. I read um, short stories or long books or whatever. I said, I don't like fantasy. I will make exceptions occasionally. I said, I will read books about vampires and I will read books about sex, but I will not read a book about a vampire who has sex. And one woman in my group was like, oh yeah, this isn't the place for me. (laughs) So the moral of that story is whatever you think you want to read, it's out there. Bad. Um, I read the first four Harry Potters out loud because I had elementary school yes. kids who were on the edge of their seat. Oh. I, I have never seen or <laughs> the movies or read past that because I do not care. <laughs> I don't. I just, I don't do fantasy. <laughs> and unicorns are always a deal breaker for me. Okay. So. <laughs> Got it. Got <laughs> it. Um, everyone, um, one of my bookish heroes, Ann Bogle, says, you don't say a book is bad. You say a book is not for you. Right. And a book cannot be for you forever. Right. Like vampires who have sex. Or a book can be not for you right now. Or a book can be, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to just write it off. And I'm trying to learn that. I'm getting better at quitting books that are not working. Yes. Cause, yeah, because we're not quitters. So it's very hard to put down the book that's just not good. It is. But sometimes they get better. They do. They really do. Um, 
my little not for not a book club group in Houston um, made me read a book last year that was really long. I don't know how long it was long. And for about the first 500 pages of it, it was the most depressing thing I'd ever read. And I kept texting them going like, no, 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 no. I can't. This is so bleak. But in the last two chapters, it became one of my very favorite books I've ever read. <laughs> the last two chapters. But you know what? It was really worth it. It was worth hanging in there. But it's hard to know when that's going to be true. That is true. Yes, that is true. Okay, so I also read a lot of new books because I'm old and I've read a lot of old books. <laughs> okay. um, I have been a very big reader all my life. Yeah. I mean, in elementary school, high school, like I've always been a big reader. So, um, and I'm, I'm not quite old enough that I have, I haven't forgotten enough to reread things that I already know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, um, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> but, so I read a lot of new stuff. Um, my, so far, my, my best books for the last year probably yeah. are the Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls. He's the guy who wrote A Gentleman in Moscow and Rules of Civility. Mm-hmm. Rules of Civility was good. A Gentleman in Moscow was better. In my opinion, Lincoln Highway is another notch better than that. Wow. I, I loved that book. It's pretty long um, and it's was just not what I expected at all, but I, I really loved it. It was one of my tops. Awesome. It's kind of a, it's, it's about young boys traveling there's actually a lincoln highway which i did not know not like route 66 like there's a road um and these young guys are traveling oh it's about found family and trying to find dreams that you know were impossible from the beginning it's about these teenage boys friendships and relationships it's a little bit coming of age I, i'm gonna tell you these are all probably not good work it was it was just a great story i really loved it so i would say test it out okay my other favorite one this year is called all the lonely people mm-hmm. that's the one you suggested to me and i'm reading it right now I haven't gotten very far it's by mike gale it is about an older man who um immigrated to england from where did he start out, Lindsay? Uh, Jamaica, I yes. think. Yes. And he immigrates to England um, as a young man. And uh, it, t- it kind of flashes back a lot of his life after leaving home. When the story starts, he's older. His wife is dead. His daughter lives in another country. And she's calling him all every week to check on him, to see if he's lonely, to ask him what he's doing with his time. And he he makes up things because he's really not doing very much. Mm -hmm. Um, So he makes up friends that he's doing things with and makes up uh, just a full and exciting life. Well, then she says she's coming to see him and she wants to meet all his friends. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem he finds himself in is how to make these friends show up and agree with the stories he's told and all that. And it was um, I it was really sweet. It was had some surprises in it. Um, there was a little bit of an undercurrent of um, racial prejudice as the British people got to know this black man from Jamaica, but that wasn't the wasn't beat into you. It was just kind of an undercurrent, mm-hmm. but it was a really sweet family story. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yay. I just got through reading a, a pretty new book, I think just a couple of months old, called The Unspeakable, Unsinkable Greta James. Oh, uh, it's by Jennifer E. Smith. And it's a little bit light and fluffy. 
It's about a young woman who is a rock star. Her mother dies and she is kind of forced to take an Alaskan cruise with her father in her mother's place. Okay. So there's some rock star vibes. There's a little bit of romance. There's a little bit of father-daughter relationship healing. Um, You really want to go on an Alaskan cruise by the time you're through, (laughs) which I really do like that strong sense of place. I like it when, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're transported about Chinese Mm -hmm. food, you just got to have an egg roll, you know? (laughs) And it was, I I, I liked it a whole lot. I rate my book. I'm not super faithful at Goodreads. Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. I don't do it. I get in trouble a lot because I just don't keep up. But I kind of rate my books usually one to five stars. And I'm probably not going to tell you anything that's less than a three star. Awesome. Um, Let me see. Another book that probably a lot of your people might not know that I loved this year. I think it's about, I don't know how old it is, a year or two. It's called Florence Adler Swims Forever. Oh, you ever heard of that? I haven't. Uh, the author is Rachel Beanland. And it's an interesting book. I mean, if you're much of a reader, you are probably tired of World War II stories. <laughs> um, a pair, I keep saying, where's the sweet romantic Vietnam literature? I mean, <laughs> there's just too much World War II. Um, but Florence, it's true. It's really a thing. Um, and But some of them are good. Some of them are excellent. And some of them are way mm-hmm. uh, Florence Adler was a different version of a World War II story. Florence was an American Jew during World War II. Um, and she, her family is barely aware of what's going on. You know, they're hearing rumors and all that kind of stuff. Well, Florence is a swimmer and her goal is to swim the English Channel. She's a high school girl. So she's doing a lot of cold water swimming in the Atlantic and trying to train for the channel and she drowns. That's not a spoiler. It happens like in the first chapter. Well, Florence's sister is pregnant and she has recently had a pregnancy where she lost her baby kind of far in. So Florence's Jewish family is afraid that if they tell her sister Florence died, that um, she'll lose this baby. So they decide to keep it a secret that she's dead. And sister is on bed rest and can't go out anywhere. So she kind of doesn't really miss Florence that much. But during all this, Florence's family takes in a a fleeing Jew from Germany just to to live with them to get away from the uh, conflict. And it's it's really interesting. It's interesting to see all that from an American viewpoint. Mm. I I am fascinated by Jewish culture mm-hmm. and I learned a lot about, about how Jewish culture handles death and uh, traditions and some, some just interesting tidbits, but it's a real fast readable book. It's, I, it was really one of my favorite things I've read in the last year. Wow. Tell me the name again. Florence Adler swims forever. Forever. Okay. Um, another World War II book from an American viewpoint is The Guest Book. Oh. And I really, that was one of my favorite um, World War II books because, again, I just get tired of the whole, I, I've read, and some of them are like really, really good. I've read a lot of those, but I like a little bit different take on it. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, a neighbor who I barely knew 
in 2020. She and I shared books back and forth. Yeah, this is a 2020 release. I oh, thought that was right. It's great. pretty new. Um, it's a family saga that separates rich and poor, black and white, Protestant and Jews, spans three generations off the main coast. So it's not not totally about World War II, but it's about family secrets and uh, a lot of history in it. It, it was also a, a really good, and I kind of feel like a book that got under the radar. I don't, I don't see yeah, it Yeah, I blame COVID. It yeah, came out in 2020, yeah. Um, okay, I said I love murder. My favorite murder, I well, I'll tell you, I have... Do you know what I mean when I say auto buy author? No. Okay. Like if um, J.K. Rowling bought, wrote a new book, would you just buy it no matter what it said its title was? Uh, or what you I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. J.K. is not an auto buy for me. Okay. <laughs> but um, I do have a few. And one of them that pops up is funny because she's not on all my favorite lists. Her name is Lisa C. S-E-E. Okay. And she, I think, is Chinese American. And I love everything she's written. I probably haven't read her full catalog, but in the last couple of years, one of my very favorite books is Island of the Sea Women by her, by Lisa C. Mm -hmm. And The Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane by Lisa C. Those are two new ones. Um, and they're murder? No, they're not. I got off that. Okay. <laughs> they're they're really interesting history that you don't know. And I'm not particularly fascinated by Asian history, but um, again, a lot of tradition. I, I do, I am a tea drinker and the tea girl of Hummingbird Lane has a lot of tea history, but that's not the main story. Mm -hmm. uh, those are just, uh, and Lisa has written a lot of, oh, Shanghai Girls, um, Snowflower and the Secret Fan. Some of her books have been made into movies, but Island of the Sea Women is so good that as I was reading, my husband was like, I guess I have to read that because you're telling me so much about it. And it was fascinating. <laughs> Good. Um, she's an auto buy for me. Pat Conroy, who's dead. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love everything Pat Conroy has written. Mm -hmm. I I am not a popular opinion. I love John Grisham. Oh. I don't know if John Grisham's going to win a Pulitzer Prize or anything. He's, he's just approachable, readable. He's proven uh, himself. He has. Mm -hmm. And and I, I like some of his books better than others, but I'm going to read anything he puts out. I just enjoy it. Is They're, he still putting out books? He is. There's a name, brand new book right now. Oh, awesome. Did you read it? I haven't yet. Hey. He's, I used, we used to all, Matt's mom always bought his books as soon as they came out. And so after she passed away, we're like, well, we'll just carry it on in her Aww. honor. We'll buy it. Um, but you got to get to a bookstore. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. So we so we have read a couple from the library, and they're not necessarily treasures that I want to own. But um, but anyway, I haven't read it yet, but I will. And I've read. He does one or two a year. Oh so my gosh, that man! It's kind of hard to keep up with. Mm -hmm. uh, now my murders. One of my favorite murders this year is Who Is Maud Dixon? Have you heard of that one? I haven't. Gosh, Lindsay, where you been? I know. I know. In dementia <laughs> land. Yeah. Maud Dixon is uh, an author who is in hiding. No one knows who she is. That's just her pen name. And she needs to hire an assistant who has to keep her identity a secret and chaos ensues. It's mm. a, it's a really, it's a kind of can't put it down book. I see. Okay. Um, 
The Plot is another Can't Put It Down murder twisty turny book. I have heard of that one. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I loved that one too. Uh, the best, very older book, backlist book I've read this year is called Cutting for Stone. Uh-huh. I don't know what year it was written. It's probably more than 10 years old by Abraham Verhasse, maybe. Nice. Um, it's probably in the top two best books I've read in the last year, but it's old and it's long. And when I tell you about it, you're going to be like, no, I don't want to read that. It sounds crazy. <laughs> I don't care about Cutting Stone. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not about cutting stone, which probably made it sound more interesting to me. Stone is a person. Mm. It is about Siamese twins born on a mission in Africa, who are uh, born to an unmarried nun. Oh, who um, nobody knows how she got pregnant, and she dies, and she can't tell them. And it's about the trajectory of their life, and it's actually a fabulous books. Wow. So, put that down. Um, the endorsement. It really was. It was great. Uh, everyone told me I should read it and I just put it off for a long time. Okay. Weirdest books I've read this year. <laughs> um, I read a book called Field Notes from an, uh, what's it called? Unintentional Birder. Field Notes from an Unintentional Birder. It is about a woman who needs a hobby and she decides she's tried all the hobbies. So she's going to look into birding <laughs> and she is an immigrant from Russia and she does a really sweet way of tying her immigrant story to her, what she's learning about birds. And you do learn a lot about birds. I learned that I'm never going to be an intentional real birder because <laughs> She did things like go to garbage dumps in the snow at 4 a.m. to find certain birds. But um, it was it was really fascinating. And I read it in a day or two. It was really and it was funny and kind of poignant. It was sweet. OK. The other unexpected book that I loved this year. I'm just rambling. Is this OK? This is OK. Um, is Empire of Pain. Empire of Pain. I feel like I've heard that one, too. You probably have. It is about the opioid uh, epidemic. Yes. And the New York family that is behind mm -hmm. the pharmaceutical company mm -hmm. that the accusation is they caused this on purpose. And like you're reading the book and then you're seeing the same story in the news. Wow. But it was really, really fascinating. A lot of background on the family, a lot of old family history of how they got to this place. A lot of just shocking content, but really in the news. And um, actually we listened to that one. Matt and I listened to it on a car trip. It's kind of a long audio too. I think it's 18 hours, Ooh. but we could not put it down. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, Christian books. My two favorite Christian books this year are Scarlet Hiltabitals. I think that's how you say it. Book Afraid of All the Things. Um, Scarlett, Scarlett Hiltabitel, her mother was a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Oh. And she was raised like backstage at Saturday Night Live, and she, which was really interesting because she was also raised by a very Christian mother. A lot of what she says, you're like, whoa, I would never put all this stuff together. Um, it's a great book. It talks a lot about her, her anxiety and her fear, and it's very full of scripture and um, 
how her faith helped her combat it, how her faith made it confusing. Um, but it's also really funny. It's called Afraid of All the Things. And she has a new one out too, which I think I will probably read. Good. Uh, my other favorite uh, non-Christian book is, this is also new this year, Praying Confidently and Consistently. Mm. Have you heard of this one? I haven't. Valerie um, Warner is the author, it. and she mm-hmm. does the Valmarie paper. Um, she does, She sells really huge prayer journals. She does a lot of podcast and um, YouTube videos about prayer, very instructional and encouraging. But a lot of times Christian books like this, I feel like should have been a good article and someone Mm. gave them a contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one, Pray Confidently and Consistently, was really good till the last page. I, there were new thoughts at the very end of it, which is not something you can say a lot of times yeah. about this book. So I am currently reading the new Ellen Hildebrand, which proves that I'm not too snooty. Um, she is, I always think that they're going to be too pedestrian for me, but they're kind of better than I expect. This one's called The Rumor. And I am laughing out loud and can't wait to get back to it. Yay. Yeah. That's very exciting. I'm glad. um, I'm glad to hear what you're currently reading. And I want to know, is there anything on your radar? Yeah. um, Let me see. There is there. um, There's yes. There's a couple of books that don't come out till July that I'm waiting for. Um, um, my little not a book club friends, we tend to um, find books that are coming out and, you know, get on hold. I, I read this time tomorrow. I do, If you don't know how to work your library holds list, this is your summer homework. It, you, well, in the first place, if you're listening to this podcast, you should have a library. Card. Yes, you should. And, and if you have a library card, you should have a library app yes. on your phone. Mm-hmm. And then you should have a library hold. Okay. I'm wanting to read the last bookshop in London because several people I trust have recommended it to me. Mm -hmm. Geiger is like Swedish, I think. And I don't know much about it, but it's on my list. Um, I, I, I don't know much. I should. I'm wanting to read two nights in Lisbon, which just came out. Chris Pavone is the author and he, he's, he's one. I have read his books in one sitting because I couldn't go to sleep until I knew what happened. Okay. Um, I, he's kind of murdery spyish. Um, I love, love, love his, I want to read French braid by Ann Tyler, which is, um, more, I think essays. And I have Ann Patchett's these precious days on my nightstand, which is also essays. And I've read a few of those. I'm wanting to read the dictionary of lost words, which may not be out yet. I am not sure. The Appeal is another murder book that I want to read. I like Mary Kubiak a lot. She and Lisa Jewell are both both murdery people that I like. Um, This Time Tomorrow is Emma Straub, and she's not a go-to for me, but I read it at Friends Recommendations. It was okay. Like I said, it's not my favorite and it's time travel, which is not my favorite. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Where the crawdads sing. 
Overrated. Good. Um, have you read it? I started it and I didn't like it. So I okay. didn't I put it down. I I always hate to not like people's favorite books. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. It was, I, I liked the story. It, to me, it felt like two separate books. I liked the story about the girl trapped in the woods and all that. The murder part just didn't yeah. fit to me. I just didn't love it. And let me say up front, it's a way better book than I've ever written. I don't <laughs> mean to be, you can't say that. And I don't think you should say that actually. <laughs> I just didn't love it. And I wouldn't have made a movie about it either. No, I was just about to say there's a movie coming out on July 15th and Rennell, who I trust, she says, I'm not going to go see that. Oh, and I think it's, uh, I mean, cause it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it leans depressing, right? It leans darker. Or heavier. It kind of does. It does. I'm trying to decide if it ends. I mean, there's a lot of pretty nature writing in it. There, there are some beautiful things, and I, I probably will see the movie. It is, but still on the New York Times bestseller. Yes, which is um, that's crazy that's to me. I mean, it's number three right now. I'm looking at it. It's number. Well, that's because it's being made into a movie. Yeah, that's true. And that's, all that's the all, um, I've heard of this one too, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor. I have I haven't read it. I've heard people who love it and people who hated it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she and wrote I, she wrote that other one too. That's something in the six. Nikki. Nikki oh yeah. Uh, uh, Nikki, no. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it is. Um, and that was is that the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you about James Patterson? Huh? I, I am too good for James Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he writes with Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, especially when he writes with Dolly Parton. I, I I love Dolly Parton. I have read a few James Pattersons over the years. I, and James Patterson. I don't know. No, okay. I'm going there. That's, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Okay. You like I'm John allowed, Grisham? Right. Yeah, John Grisham's and Matt read um, Daisy Jones in the Six. I did not read Daisy Jones in the Six. Okay. I have tried to read a couple of hers. It's Taylor Jenkins read, yeah. and I just haven't liked them very much. I, like I said, I'm I'm a little funny about some of this stuff. I d- I don't mind a little racy content, but I, there are places I draw the line. Yeah, and. Some of it is just like, it's just for the, it's just gratuitous and I, I don't want it. And so she's not my favorite. Okay. I also really love British stuff. Right. Um, I, on a sad, depressing, rainy day, I will go to an old Rosamond Pilcher every time. Like okay. <laughs> Winter Solstice, The Shell Seekers. Yeah. Uh, I love Kate Morton. Yep. Uh, that kind of stuff. Tell me some of your all-time favorites like give us a couple of your all-time favorites as we wrap it up well i'm 63 so that's hard (laughs) i used to in high school reread gone with the wind every summer as soon as school was out Mm -hmm. because i loved gone with the wind i think i still do but i haven't read it in years Mm -hmm. um books i reread i'm actually rereading right now a favorite Christian book called The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan. Okay. 
which I just love. It's just every single time I read it, it's something new and fresh. Um, I love, I think this guy's dead, probably Herman Wook. And when I was a teenager, my favorite was Marjorie Morningstar. And then Winds of War and War and Remembrance, all of my history of World War II that I know has come from literature. So mm-hmm. I read all those. I love Ken Follett. I love mm-hmm. um, the Century Trilogy. Those are favorites. And I love also, I guess, ones I would reread again is I really love the Midford books. Mm-hmm. The At Home in Midford. There's about a dozen of them. And I would probably, before I die, will sit down and read the whole series again. I hope that I'll have forgotten enough. (laughs) I I loved those. I I just, I'm kind of a mood reader. I, you know, sometimes I'm in the mood for for something creepier than other times. Um, But do you not start, do you have several that you've started or are you a one book at a time person? I'm usually, I'm usually a one fiction one audio to keep me walking. And actually right now my audio book is, I think it's called How to Tell a Story written by the moth people. Oh yeah. Which which I'm 11 while I'm walking. It's great. Um, and then I'm usually a one uh, Christian focus book. So I usually have maybe three going at the same time, okay. but not. I also love books about books. Mm-hmm. And I have a favorite author at uh, John Dunning, who has written a book. It's kind of a no, people don't know about this guy. He's written about this guy named Cliff Janeway, who um, has a bookstore for old books. And you learn a lot about what makes a first edition rare and what makes books worth more money. And there's usually murder in there too. So, <laughs> so great. I don't like real, real scary. I yeah. I don't I don't do well with real, real scary, but I do like a little suspense. A little suspense. Now, how do you go about finding what book you're going to read next? How do you know? Are, are you on list? Are you? Is there a podcast that you listen to to know what books to read next? Because if you're a book yes. lover, I think the that can be super duper overwhelming to know. It can be for sure. Um, Ann Bogle's What Should I Read Next podcast is my best source. I don't always agree with Ann or her guest, but she has a podcast once a week. She interviews someone. They tell her three books they love, one book they didn't love, and what they're reading now. And then she recommends three books based on their taste. So right there, you've gotten at least Mm -hmm. seven titles. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll read something from her list that I think I'm not going to like, but I'll try it. And that, and sometimes I hear enough about it that I think I read it. Um, I, I read, I listen to her. I listen to currently reading podcast. I listen to from the front porch, which is that little bookstore in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some other, po- I listen to a podcast called strong sense of place. That's all about a particular place like books set in the Amazon or something. Oh, cool. It's, it, and I've, I've, it kind of has given me some odd books to read, you know, some ones I wouldn't have found. Um, and I have, you know, I have bookie friends who, who send me their favorites a lot. So that's great. So if I have listeners who want to run something by you, it's okay sure. if they say, hey, Paula, is this one dumb? 
It is, but I'm kind of a truth teller and I'm actually not an expert. So I might tell you that I didn't think that was a very good book. And it turns out millions of other people did. So like Redeeming um, Love. I, you know, I loved Redeeming Love when I read Reading Love in Redeeming Love in what, 1991 or something. Uh, it, I, and I cannot read any more Francie yeah. Rivers. Um, <laughs> I've, I've read quite a few of hers. Mm -hmm. I think her last few have been very disappointing. And I'm not going to read Redeeming Love again. <laughs> but you're not going to read The Vampire Sex either. You would read Redeeming read Love over The Vampire Sex. I'm not going to read The Vampire Sex. I you know, really struggle. I'm, I'm real, real married. I've been married almost 40 <laughs> years. And I feel sorry for single women who think they learn things about marriage from literature because, you know, in twilight, that guy twinkled when she kissed him. And my husband is amazing, but he does not twinkle. And uh, I would say, I don't know. I just think you're setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment with some of these things. Under the covers, one discovers that the king may be a crook. Chapter titles are like signs, and if you read between the lines, you'll find your first impression was mistook. For a cover is nice, but a cover is not the book. Hey, thank y'all for listening, and thanks to my good friend and fellow book lover Paula for helping me out today. Take a look at the show notes and you'll find a link to the big, huge, epic list that is seven years old and full of wonderful recommendations from I Hate Green Beans readers and listeners. I hope you all have fun scrolling through the list and finding something that's going to keep you occupied this summer. Speaking of summer, one final quick note, June podcast drops will be a bit on the sporadic side. I'm having knee replacement surgery and may have to step away for a few weeks, but I will be back for sure, in July for The Bachelorette. In the meantime, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. So please listen to what we've said. And open a book tonight in bed. So one more time before we get the hook. Sing it out strong. A cover is not. Please take her advice. A cover is not. Or you'll pay the price. A cover is not. I swear a cover is not.